Welcome to the Self-Publishing Queen podcast. My name is Josiane Fortin and I'm a self-published author. I'm obsessed with helping and motivating writers to publish their books and share their gift with the world. My goal with this podcast is to inspire you to take action and be the writer you want to be. Let's go! Hello, Ray. I'm Josiane Fortin, and today I'm interviewing Dr. Adrienne McKayen. Adrienne is the self-published author of the book Melting Ivory. So thank you so much for being with us today. And please just tell us a little bit about you. What's your background and what got you into writing? Absolutely. So I'm a creation coach. So what I do is I help you. I'm a book midwife and I help people write their books as well. Um, but basically my whole purpose in life is just to help people tap into their creative energy because everyone's a creator. So I've known my whole life that I was a creative person and I spent a lot of years fighting that <laughs> like you do. So thinking that I needed to be a more practical person and thinking that I had to have a real job and So I went through a lot of years of fighting myself and uh, I went into academia. I was a professor for a while and realized that that was not where my heart really was. Although I loved teaching and helping people to kind of come to their own creative understanding, I realized that academia was just never going to uh, mesh well with my personality. <laughs> What were you teaching? So I was teaching theater. Uh, I got my PhD in dramatic arts. Um, but specifically more in kind of performance studies. So what I was looking at is the ways that we perform our lives, the ways that we perform our personalities and perform for each other, all the different personas that we have. You know, you have your, your voice when you talk to your mom on, on the phone, and then you have the, your voice when you talk to, you know, your significant other. It's very different personalities, right? We have this diversity within us. And so that's what I studied. And I, I still love, you know, working with those ideas and those concepts. But I realized over time that this just wasn't really where my, my deepest heart was. My deepest heart was in creating and helping other people to kind of release their, their masterpiece, as it were. So it was still a creative field, though. So you wanted to yeah. get like a touch of that, but still like more logical professor. Um, <laughs> exactly. Cat. So yeah, it, it sounds like so many people, that's what they do. They want to go into their logical and you can't yeah. living being artistic, right? That's what right. we hear all the time. Yeah. So what I did for a while, I was an executive assistant. And so I, I used the part of myself that loves to support people and help them, you know, reach their performance pinnacle. Right. But I was doing that with executives. And so It was, it was good in the sense that I was doing this thing that is my purpose, which is helping support people and help them reach their potential. But it was bad in the sense that my actual job was to keep track of their calendar and their travel arrangements and all of these detail-oriented things that are really not my strong suit. So I was doing all these things that I really sucked at. <laughs> and these people that I really cared about that I was supporting you know, we're missing appointments and things. And I realized over time, like this was just really not fair that what I was doing to them because they love me, you know, they love working with me. I bring them this great energy that they like to be around and I, you know, encourage them and I'm like the cheerleader. But at the same time, they realized, wait a second, this is, you know, this is not what I hired you to do. <laughs> <laughs> so I saw that you, you sent me Melting Ivory as your book, but I think you wrote another book too, right? 
So I've actually uh, written two books and I'm working on a third. So the first book was actually my dissertation. And so I, (laughs) I published that as a book as well. Uh, But it's, you know, it's not as academic as you would think it being a, a dissertation. It's actually about Halloween. It's called Playing on the Edge and it's about youth culture and how they've kind of adopted the Halloween holiday as their kind of special holiday that college kids and teenagers, you know, around the world love Halloween because it's this day where you get to be someone different than what you're expected to be the rest Mm -hmm. of the time. And you get to tap into that kind of shadow self or that alter ego, that part of you that you know that you are, or you see in yourself and you want the world to see for one day. So since you spent a lot of time writing that for your master's or your PhD, I don't know, Mm -hmm. but you decided- PhD. Okay. So you decided to go ahead and self-publish it because it didn't make sense to just shelf it, right? Exactly. I was like, I wrote this thing, you know, I'm proud of it. (laughs) It's a good book. And so I went ahead and self-published it and I did absolutely nothing with it. I didn't tell anyone it was there. I didn't, you know, I I just, I just self-published it and put it out into the world to see if anybody, you know, was interested. And I didn't tell anyone how to find it. And so nobody found it. (laughs) Well, I found it. (laughs) There we go. There we go. And then the the newest one that you have, Melting Ivory, can you tell us a little bit about it? Absolutely. So I actually got a Fulbright scholarship to go and study in West Africa after college and before graduate school. And while I was there, I had this incredible experience that was nothing like what I expected. I thought that I was going to study, you know, West African theater and that I was going to learn all about their, you know, theater traditions. And, and what I ended up learning was, (laughs) well, I guess you'll have to read the book to find out what I actually learned, but I was there at a time when there was a political situation that no one had predicted. And there was a coup d'etat and basically the country got taken over by the military and I got shot at and I trauma bonded with this guy that I was not supposed to be seeing. And we, you know, had to kind of escape the country together. And that relationship ended up being far more dangerous than anything that I had experienced while I was in that country. But by that time, I felt like there was no getting out of it, that I had kind of set all this in motion and now I had to live with it and this was my bed and now I had to lie in it. And as the relationship became more and more kind of abusive and bizarre because it got really, really weird, I just dug myself deeper and deeper into this sense of, well, this is your responsibility and so you're going to, you know, fix it. And it wasn't until I kind of came to this understanding that no, you're not supposed to fix everything. You, you know, like I kind of had to appeal to a higher power and say, I need help. I need someone to get me out of this. And obviously I did survive, (laughs) Uh, barely, but it's, um, it, it was an experience that humbled me and made me realize that anyone can end up in an abusive situation. It's not like, you know, there's an abused type. (laughs) 
anyone, very strong people, smart people can end up in situations like this. And so it opened up my empathy to anyone who's ever been, you know, abused. And most of the abuse was not physical. It was emotional. And so it leaves no scars. It leaves no traces. But it's incredibly dangerous to your sense of self. I got completely lost. I mean, I really had no idea which way was up or who I was or what I wanted after a while. And so I wanted to give hope to people who were in that situation. And so my third book, the one that I'm actually, uh, I've, I've got a draft right now, is actually a handbook. It's sort of a workbook to help you get out of emotionally abusive situations. Because I felt like it, the melting ivory is the story of what happened to me, but then it doesn't really tell you how to, to deal with this on your own. You know, if you're in a situation like this, what do you do? How do you heal from that? How do you move forward from that? Because what I found is after that situation, you know, you'd think that I would be very sensitized to abuse and like avoid it like the plague. The exact opposite happened. I found myself over and over again, ending up in these abusive patterns and these abusive relationships. And so I had to stop and go, what's going on here? Why does this keep happening to me? And the way I like to uh, describe it, it's like I got stung by a bee, right? And I didn't like that, didn't feel good. And so I decided to become a beekeeper. <laughs> you know, I was going to figure out how bees work. <laughs> I was going to learn what makes them sting and stop them from stinging. But I just got stung so many times that I became allergic to bees. So <laughs> finally now, I do so the, the hell away from bees. The book doesn't read like a novel or is it like a biography like it's a memoir but it reads like a novel i've okay. i've definitely gotten that feedback that it reads like fiction but it's non-fiction it, yeah it, it sounds like it could be turned into a movie too like absolutely like yeah. there is a lot of twists and turns in in that and yeah so you decided to write this book to uh, let people know that there's a way out and that something can be done and then you want to pursue with a, a third book yeah do you have a, a launch date for that Yeah, so I'm I'm hoping to launch by the end of November. Uh, I had said November 18th, but now I'm getting a little scared about that one. <laughs> It's looming large. Um, but yeah, it, I I want to I want to launch by the end of November. Okay, awesome. I feel confident about that. One of the reasons also that I wrote Melting Ivory was that, and I and I use this as a subtitle that life happens for you, not to you, because I think often. When you've gone through something like that, you get into this victim mentality of like, oh, this horrible thing happened to me. And so now I'm broken. And so this, you know, keeps happening. And I really wanted people to see that you can actually come out of this stronger and you can come out of it with a much stronger sense of yourself and a much stronger love for yourself and acceptance for yourself and move forward with this sense of, oh, no, I don't want that. I want this. And that you can actually create that life for yourself. You just have to get the right tools. Okay. And how long did it take you to write it? Well, <laughs> so Melting Ivory, I actually wrote at the time when everything was happening, which was 20 years ago as a journal. And it took me 20 years to edit it. <laughs> Because I needed that distance. Yeah. 
it, you know, when you, when you look at your own, you know, diaries or journals, it's just cringeworthy, right? It's like, oh my gosh, what, what, what a mess I was at the time, right? <laughs> and because I wasn't writing it for anybody else, I was writing it for myself and just sorting through like, what just happened? What's even going on here? And so it took, you know, 20 years of distance and perspective to be able to shape it into an actual book. And how do you feel about sharing like your deepest thoughts? Because a lot of writers, like they're scared that people are going to recognize themselves or recognize like how they are in real life. Like you are ready to open everything and share everything. Yeah. And that's been actually the biggest lesson and blessing of my life is to tap into that authenticity and to get really vulnerable and just tell the truth, no matter how bizarre, no matter how ugly, no matter how bad it makes me look. And believe me, this book does not make me look good. <laughs> I made some terrible choices, right? But because of that, I think people can relate and they can see themselves in the book and forgive themselves for their own terrible choices because we all make terrible choices because we don't know what we're doing. We're just figuring out it out as we go, right? Now, I did get one negative review. It's the only negative review I've gotten. And it was really mean and it was really personal. And it poked at something that, you know, a, a bad choice that I made in the book. And, you know, at the time, of course, it stung when I read that. But then I was like, wow, I was that brave that I put that out there. Yeah. That someone could then like, you know, poke at me for something that personal, it made me feel really badass, actually. So if I could just, you know, encourage all of you listening out there, tell your truth, be authentic, the truth will set you free. And yeah, some trolls will be mean about it. But it says more about them than it does about you. Right. I agree with that 100%. Yeah. And I see that you host a, a podcast for writers for creators. It's called okay. That's Allowed. Okay. And so I spelled A-L-O-U-D. So you see the pun there. And basically I, I interview people who are creators and who have a story that the world needs to hear. That's yeah. good. I'll make sure to share the links in the comments so people can Please check do. it out if they, if they are interested and curious to, to learn more about it. Yeah. Um, I know that you just said to authors that they should speak their truth. And what other advice would you like to share with aspiring writers? So I know it's really tempting to kind of find a writer that you like and try to write like them. Resist that temptation. Find your own authentic voice. And if you don't know what that means, write to me. I will help you. <laughs> That's what I do. But really just listen to your own intuition. Listen to the way that you talk to yourself. Listen to the way that you talk to friends. Try to find that natural voice and write the way you speak put it into your own voice. And then suddenly it becomes very intimate and it becomes very special and unique to you. That's a good advice. I like that. Yeah. What do you think was the hardest thing about becoming a self-published author? Uh, figuring out all the technical aspects of it. Uh, I got some great you know, advice from friends who had done it before me, which was really helpful, but I really feel like most people need some support <laughs> to help them through the process because it's not a self-evident process. 
uh, there, there are some surprises as you, you know, start the self-publishing process and you're like, wait, I need a what? <laughs> One of the things that I learned is that, you know, it's really worth it to pay someone who's really good at this stuff to create a, a cover page for you, because that is the first thing that people see and they really need to kind of be sucked in by that visual language. And so if you don't happen to be a graphic designer, which you probably are not because you're a writer, uh, hire someone to do that. It's really worth the investment. And do you only self-publish on Amazon or you use other platforms too? I have only used Amazon thus far, but I am interested in branching out into other platforms. Okay. And uh, how do you promote your book? So uh, mostly what I've done is gone through, you know, established companies that that do that but you know a lot of it has also just been grassroots you know using my podcast as a platform going on other podcasts like this and just talking to people about it um i've actually had some of my greatest success with people who just uh, picked up my book because i mentioned it on social media and then told all their friends about it and they you know started a book club to read it so yeah And what did you hire people to do exactly? Did you get results from it? I got some results. Basically what I did was I did a a free giveaway of my book. And while I did that, I really hit it hard in terms of advertising. I advertised on all the, you know, (laughs) BookBub and all the things. And, uh, and I got people to, you know, just to download it and to read it, to try to get more reviews was was the the thrust there but i made a big mistake which i will tell you now so that you don't make this big mistake which is i didn't have any back matter i didn't have a specific thing at the end of my book that said thank you for reading my book please review it and so almost nobody did okay so that's disappointing but at least you got some some traction on the book were you exactly exactly go very uh up high in the rankings yeah, so I was number one uh, during that during that free giveaway. I was number one for a week in two different categories, which was very exciting. Yeah, and you get some sales yeah. later on from that. So it's not all yeah, lost, yeah. but still. Exactly. So now you went back and included a page saying, like, please leave me a review on Amazon. Exactly, yeah. exactly. That's a good one. That's what I do in my books because I saw other self-published authors do that. And, mm-hmm. like, I need a page like that for sure. Yeah, it... I mean, think about it. Like, you know, you finish a book and you just kind of put it down, right? But if you have that prompt that says, thank you so much for reading this, please go give it a review. It's like, oh, okay, I can do that. You know, when the author asks you personally, it feels like, you know, hey, please review my book. It's like, oh, okay, yeah, that won't take me very long. It doesn't cost me anything. I can do that. It's a little nudge that people might react to. They might not react to it, but it's not more expensive to just include it in the book. So. Exactly. I love that too. Yeah. Um, and uh, one of my, my questions was what other writing projects are you working on? So we talked about a third book. Do you have like any other books that you're planning to write in the future or that's just too far away? Uh, right now I'm very focused on this book and I know, I know I've got other books in me, but I'm not sure which one's going to pop up next. I'm, yeah. I'm open. Do you plan to use your books more like in, within your business or would you branch out and do different things? So I think what I will create uh, after this book is finished is uh, an online course um, specifically for my business to help people tell their own stories and kind of, you know, tap into their creative energy. But um, in terms of 
my books, they're more just, like I said, it's, it's when I've experienced something and I know that my wisdom could help somebody else in a similar situation, I feel a sense of responsibility, I guess, to get that story out there so that other people who are stuck in that situation have that kind of beacon of hope and inspiration and have some tools to help them, you know, climb up out of that pothole that we're in together. <laughs> so you teach people how to find their voices. Would you mind sharing like a couple of tips before we, we end the, the podcast? Like, can you share us some hints? Absolutely. So what I always recommend is start with a story that you love to tell. And I think everybody has, you know, their story that they just kind of like, like, like to trot out at, you know, dinner parties or whatever it is. You've got that story that like, you know, you just, you just like to tell it. And so take that seriously as a piece of art. Tell that story, look at it as a hero's journey. Try to think about, okay, so there was the moment of separation where I realized that something wasn't, you know, was amiss or I didn't fit. And so I needed to separate from what I was doing or my community at the time. Then there's this period of initiation where you're, you're learning something, you're growing, you're changing. And then you have that reintegration. And you can also look at it as, you know, it's got a beginning, it's got a middle, it's got an end. So in the middle, you have this kind of rock bottom moment or that, you know, sort of climax where it's like the tension's turning, it's turning, it's turning. Things are getting worse, 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 worse for you, right? And then all of a sudden, you just can't stand it anymore and something needs to change. You tolerate things until they're not tolerable anymore and that's when things shift. And then you have that moment of shifting where some, a new possibility opens up for you and you're able to start to you know, kind of confront what's really happening because you can't get out of it until you confront it, right? You confront it, you really realize, oh, this is what's happening. And often this is the moment where you just kind of throw up your hands and say, I need help. And that's when you're able to start climbing out of it or someone helps to lift you out of it. And then you have this stronger understanding at the end of it all. And you can kind of look back at it as a story. And so every every good story kind of follows those same formulas. And so you can use those formulas to make your stories into stories because it's actually really therapeutic when you take your own story, especially a story of pain or of trauma, and you make it into a narrative that can be shared with others and can inspire and enlighten others. So it's not just living inside of you and in your head and coloring everything that you see with that pain, right? And you're giving this unique and beautiful gift to the world because that story is true. So it didn't happen to anybody else. It happened to you. Now, a lot of relatable, you know, things are in there, stuff that like similar emotional arcs that other people may have gone through, but nobody else has lived your story. That is yours. And so that's why it's really important that you get it out there or the world won't have it. That's so interesting. Thank you. And if people want to know more about this topic or everything that you do, where can they connect with you? Absolutely. So my website is www.thatsallowed.com. So you can go to that website and you can find my podcast there. You can find my book there. You can find my uh, creative coaching services there. Uh, it's, it's all there for you. Perfect. <laughs> I'll have that in the show notes. If you aren't able to write it down, everybody, um, just check out the show notes. Thank you so much, Adrienne, for being with us today. Thank you so much for having me. 
Thank you so much for tuning in to today's episode. If you loved what you heard, be sure to share it with me by leaving me a review. If you are ready to publish your book, let me take your hand in my course, How to Self-Publish on Amazon. I will show you every step you need to take to successfully go through the publishing process on the platform. Keep on writing!